Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first 10 minutes of a private conversation between a Tudor personality and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is February 1571. Cecil has just been given the title Baron of Burley by Queen Elizabeth and decides to get his coat of arms updated. Good afternoon. I have an appointment. Under which name? It will either be Cecil or Burley. You have two names. Confusing, isn't it? Yes. What's your full name? Sir William Cecil, Baron of Burley. A a recent change? Thanks to Her Majesty. Of course. She rarely gives titles, so I want it on paper before she changes her mind. How about uh, vellum instead? With a seal? Fine. Stick it in a nice pouch and you've got yourself a deal. Oh, welcome to the College of Arms. Thank you. Have you been to Derby Place before? No, first time. Been here a while now, haven't you? We received our charter under Queen Mary in 1555. She did something right then. We're approaching our 20th anniversary. Congratulations. Who is the current herald here? Oh, we've just got a new one. Robert Glover. He's the Somerset Herald of Arms. Don't you have William Camden here too? Yes, that's right. Do you know Camden? He's my official historian. Oh, really? I'd like him to write the history of Queen Elizabeth's reign at some point. I must remember to ask him. Perhaps wait until she's done something worth writing about? Getting married, perhaps? I wouldn't hold your breath. So you've uh, come to revamp your coat of arms, eh? Yes, that's right. Well... The best designs are simple and yet bold. Are they? It's always a mistake to try and squeeze too much into one design. Ah. The design must be distinct from all other arms on record here at the college. Distinct isn't going to be a problem. Usually we ask the subject about their life. I see. Make references to their profession, their family... Makes sense. Their interests, homes, things like that. Well, we can start with my heritage. Do you know where my surname comes from? I believe it comes from the Latin, uh, son of Cecil. Correct. We were originally minor Welsh gentry. My grandfather, David, was Welsh. Red dragons, then. Tick. You know, originally it was pronounced Cecil. Cecil. Like Sicily, but without the Y. Yes. I only started to write it Cecil when I was in my thirties. Well, it's certainly easier to spell that way. Quite. I understand from the records here that your father and grandfather both called themselves Esquires. Yes. Which therefore gave them permission to have their own coats of arms. My father Richard was a servant of King Henry. What did he do? He was a page in his chamber. A cleaner of sorts. Doesn't sound like he was posh enough for a coat of arms. He was promoted from page to a groom of the royal wardrobe and then became a yeoman. Oh, heavens, that's quite a promotion. You must have grown up in a wealthy household then. I wasn't sent to the great schools of the day or even a grammar school. I did go to Cambridge, though. Which college? St John's. It was Margaret Beaufort's college with her arms and badges on the gatehouse. 
Or you can refer to Cambridge if you wish. Old school ties, etc. What did you study? I studied law, but I didn't want to become a professional lawyer. I was more interested in the history of it all. Ah, well, the symbol for law and order is usually scales. No, I didn't like it that much. What about your career? I started in the household of King Edward VI's uncle, Edward Seymour. Did it go well? The Duke wanted me to live near him, so I moved to Wimbledon. Oh, at tennis ball. But the Duke's protectorate came to an end, and I thought mine would too. Oh dear. I was taken to the tower, and was there eight weeks. How did you get out? Had to pay a large fine. Handcuffs? Roll of money? I tried to align with the new power in charge, the Earl of Warwick. As you would. I was promoted to secretary to the king, which meant a seat on Privy Council. Then I was knighted. Hmm, that's a tricky one. A sword? I was out in the cold during Queen Mary's reign, sent abroad on diplomatic missions. Why was that? I'm not a Catholic. My family was safe, which was the main thing. And obviously you impressed Elizabeth. No piece of paper, report, policy or event can escape my attention. I read everything that is sent to her. Magnifying glass. I see and hear everything. As her secretary, I am on call day and night. Couple of options here. Inkstand, scroll of paper, feather pen. No. A candle burning low to signify long hours. One of those executive stress toys for your desk? No. Well, what about you as a person? I notice you're dressed in black. Uh, Would you like that to feature? I like archery. Ah, a bow and arrow. Cartography is one of my passions. Carts? Maps. Oh, uh, maps. What about a nice globe? I'm also a keen gardener. A spade crossed with a hoe? And an amateur architect. A Doric column? Uh, A compass thingy? Ah. Now, I am fascinated by Roman history. Are you? I had statues of all the emperors of Rome sent to me in England. Interesting. And I carry with me, at all times, a book by Cicero called On Duties. Hmm, so you uh, fancy yourself a bit of a Roman senator then? I suppose. How about an olive wreath with the front bit bitten out? No. I also keep a notebook on me. Like a policeman? I obsessively record facts and data wherever I go. Exactly like a policeman. I never dictate. It must be in my own hand. And I have very elegant handwriting. Well, I go back to the pen and ink idea. No. Where do you live? Perhaps we can refer to that. I have Cecil House in London, Theobald's in Hertfordshire, and my father's house at Burley. Cecil House, I've heard of that. I have a bowling alley there. And a tennis court. Oh, uh, a bowling pin? A tennis racket? No. People visiting London come and use them whenever they like. Make it sound like a YMCA gym. Ooh, dumbbells. Or a nice pommel horse. You didn't hear about the court case, then? Court case? The Earl of Oxford was practising his swordsmanship in my garden there when he killed one of my cooks. Whoa, were they having a duel? The cook was unarmed. It had to go before the coroner's court. Oh my goodness, what happened? The jury found that the cook, Thomas Brinknell,
committed suicide. Suicide? By running upon the point of the fencing sword that the Earl was holding. Right. What's next? No, officer. I didn't punch him. His face moved very fast into my fist. Perhaps we'll leave Cecil House out of this. What about Theobald's? It's very grand, but that was Elizabeth's fault. Thought it might be. She said her chamber was too small. What could I do? I had to build a larger one. A larger room? Yes, not the entire house. She has very high standards, and she visits regularly. Too regularly. Yes, high maintenance doesn't quite cover it. I've written a paper on all her failings. Do you have a death wish? Perhaps a skull and crossbones motif? Or a hanging gibbet? I feel I should talk to her as plainly as I can within the formalities. Good luck with that strategy. It's my job to tell her what she doesn't want to hear. Or no. Well, if you're still alive, I'd be happy to do your coat of arms then. She'll make me a knight of the garter. Confident? Then I could fly my banner in the chapel. I could decorate my house with the badge and motto of the order. Do you have a motto? Cor unum via una. Uh, and for those of us who don't know Latin? One heart, one way. Does that signify faithfulness? Or a stubbornness to do everything your way? I have a question. Anything except spelling. I'm just a designer. You know Francis and Mary, the King and Queen of France? Well, not to send Christmas cards to, no. I hear they were using the English royal arms as their own. Can they do that? Technically, no. But uh, practically, yes. What does that mean? Yes, if they believe they have a right to use them. A right to the English throne, that is. Oh. Mind you, at the rate Henry put it about, we'd all be entitled to use the royal arms at some point. Hmm, interesting. I assume they needed some kind of official permission. From who? They live in another country. They run another country. They aren't going to listen to me, are they? No, probably not. So where are you going to put your coat of arms once it's designed? After my father's death, I commissioned a grand Roman staircase. Roman again? It was carved with the arms and badges of half a dozen or so families connected to us. I shall put it there for one. I hope they don't distract so much that people fall down the stairs. And in the green gallery are painted the coats of arms of all the landed families in the kingdom, hanging from 52 trees. Trees? Oh, I see, like family trees. It shows the geography of the country and its noble families. It should be painted there. I was thinking more about a stained glass window at the front of one of your houses. I wish to build a monument to my parents at Stamford. It shall go on there. Well, you can also have it on your tomb. I am having a family tomb designed, that's true. Probably in Westminster Abbey. And embellished onto items that the Royal Herald could carry at your funeral. I'm not dead yet. Of course not. You can have it sewn into uh, livery coats for your servants. That's an idea. Or painted on the side of a coach. Oh yes. Black coach, black horses. Don't dismiss the skull and crossbones idea. It's very goth. Let me have that and show you what I was thinking. What do you think? Mm. 
it's um, busy, isn't it? What do you mean, busy? Well, you've divided it into six sections. Three on the top and three on the bottom. Yes. Well, that's like having six coats of arms in one. There's quite a lot going on. Well, there's a lot to fit in. Sections one and six are the same. Correct. Six escutcheons in a 3-2-1 formation, each charged with a lion rampant. That's the Cecil coat of arms. Section two is a lion rampant holding what looks like a tree, or a load of celery. It's a tree. Oh, right. I thought you might have a thing about salad. I don't. Section three is a roundel between three towers. My three homes. Section four is a bend coatized with three sanquoils. Ah, now those are for the Cook family, our kin. And section five is a chevron between three chess rooks. And you didn't even mention chess. But... What's this thing here on top? It's a wheat sheaf. What for? To remind the Queen that I've always wished her a harvest of felicities. (laughs) Oh, right. I thought it was a nod to your favourite pub. Next time, it's Margaret Douglas and the probation officer. Tell her the roses are on the way. The Lost Tapes of History podcast is a Synth 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes. To fact check what you've heard on this person, visit our website, losttapesofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Synth79P and use the hashtag Lost Tapes of History. 